Motivation with Amazon Music. You're still in bed? Didn't you go running? Oh, I overslept. I'll go tomorrow. I'm getting in the shower. Alexa, set an alarm for 5 a.m. tomorrow to hard rock music. Okay, I'm up. The right song exactly when you need it. Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you love. New customers start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically cancel anytime. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. So, this is, uh, this is the new show intro because... As I promised, I committed to giving my gratitude before we get the actual show started. Um, you know, to be honest with you, I'm just really today grateful for the opportunities that I've been given. Uh, having the opportunity to host an event has led to already new opportunities for me, which is so fantastic. Because to me, every little step towards the, my purpose and every little step towards what it is that I was called to do every like every little opportunity that I'm given that's going to help me get there is something that I just feel immense immense gratitude for because what I'm trying to accomplish in this world is not going to be easy um and and so every little bit even if it's an inch of progress it it is something that it means a lot to me so for that I am very grateful all right, guys, we have an amazing show today. Um, I get to have one of my friends on and someone that honestly, before I could call him a friend, I got to go to one of his events, the Curiosity Theory, and I was just blown away. And the biggest takeaway from it was he held my attention. <laughs> he involved a lot. He involved everybody in such a beautiful way. But I was blown away that I was there for a business course and really what I got was a journey through uh, personal development and how that ties to business. So Martin Martin Lopez is an emerging speaker, author, trainer, and coach in the personal development industry. His book, The Curiosity Theory, is a powerful methodology that radically changes the way we look at life, the way we look at ourselves, and the way we look at each other. That's so true. Martin's gift is strengthening professional and personal relationships by applying curiosity, thus improving communication and collaboration at a fundamental level. Level Curiosity helps individuals, teams, and organizations work together more openly and efficiently. During his 30-plus years in real estate business, Martin has seen opportunities lost due to misaligned energy, conflict, and self-sabotaging, guilty communications. Almost every time, the issues were flexible. Simple misunderstandings, personal disagreements, fear-driven distrust. The curiosity theory is the culmination of Martin's search for answers on how to transform the tension and destruction he found in conflict into connection, creativity, and results. Martin is a graduate from the University of Santa Monica's spiritual psychology program. He lives with his wife, Yvette, and two boys, Jordan and Diego. And he also was a former record producer and jazz musician uh, that totally makes sense now that I know him. Let's get into the show. What's up, Mary? Nick? Good morning, guys. It's going to be a great show. Big thanks to iHeartRadio iTunes, Spreaker, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Anchor. Where else are we at? We're all over the place, baby. 
All right, let's get into it. The man, Martin Lopez. What's up, my man? Hold on, let me turn it down. <laughs> Good morning, man. Good to see you. How you doing, my brother? Good uh, to see you too. Man, I'm I'm good, and I'm I'm experimenting with uh, juicing, but not the way other people juice it because I'm real messy. So I've been awesome. buying these bags of different like super fruits and goodies, and I have this crazy, freaking like concoction every morning. So I tried cacao powder today and maca, and I've got some mushrooms, and I. <laughs> <laughs> so I may start tripping during the interview. So bear with me. Like I don't think there's psychedelics in it. <laughs> I don't know about smoking mushrooms, dude. <laughs> I don't know anything about that either. <laughs> uh, dude, thank you so much. Uh, good morning. Oh, everybody, right now that. If you, when we interact with the audience, radio, radio audience, you can come join us over at Facebook at Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. Um, this is where we interact. Everyone comments and participates and asks questions. Um, so you can join us there. Kim, good morning. Super juice indeed. So we are with the man, Martin Lopez. He's a good friend of mine and somebody I just have a tremendous amount of respect for. Uh, but first thing first, Martin, what are you grateful for this morning? Wow, so much. You know, sometimes I'm just grateful because my toes wiggle, you know what I mean? <laughs> sometimes it's that basic. Uh, today I'm great I'm really grateful to be on the show. I'm grateful that I have a lot of amazing clients in the real estate business. I work with amazing real estate agents and, and their clients and I'm just you know, really am grateful for that because people can choose to work with other people and they choose to work with me. You know, when I first was drawn to you, I and I first really reached out is because I heard about the curiosity theory. And I had read a book about the power of curiosity and I'm like, oh my God, that is like, that is how I've gotten through life. I'm just naturally curious. And it's also what has gotten me into, I mean, I work, I work in about 20 industries, I think. And a lot of it is because I'm just curious. And, yeah. and so I like to try things and play around. So I was really inspired by it. But what I wasn't expecting was just how powerful of a tool curiosity is in relationships. Can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration for why you wrote the book? Well, I'll start. It was actually a, a fight with my wife. It's kind of funny. It's uh, <clears throat> one day I was going home. It was a Friday afternoon. I was driving home. We were we wanted to go out to dinner and have some drinks. And my wife's a school teacher, so she had gotten home. We both had a tough week, and we were trying to figure out what we wanted to eat. And through a series of questions and answers, I got declined on all my all my uh, my ideas. And I was like, I was totally into Vietnamese food. So hey, honey, how about some pho? She's like, nah. And I'm like, all right, well, how about some Chinese food? Nah. You know, so everything I threw out there, she just like vetoed. And um, and I just you know, and, and, and it just got frustrating. I, I just got really really upset by that. And by the time I got home. I just kind of walked in the house and I said, you know what, you figured out, you know, obviously, well, you know, I don't even know what I said, but five minutes later, my wife's in the bedroom on her iPad, playing crossword puzzles, and I'm in the living room uh, watching ESPN. And that was not the intention of the evening. I was really upset, so I, I live right by the beach, so I said, let me just drive down to the beach, I'll go for a walk. And as I was driving down, down to the beach, <clears throat> I was trying to figure out how to win that fight. You know, like, she shouldn't have said this, 
She would have agreed with me on this. We'd be fine. If she would have said yes for fuck, Vietnamese food, we'd be at the restaurant right now. We'd be having a great time. If she said yes to Chinese, we'd be at the restaurant. You know, I was just going over all these like arguments that I had with her and all these strategies to try to win the argument. Right. And then it dawned, I just saw myself arguing kind of with myself and arguing with her. And I thought that was kind of unusual. And then um, by that time I got to the beach and just started walking down the beach and as I was walking on the sand, I started making question marks in the sand, like, you know, trying to figure out like, why, do, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Like, I'm a curious person, right? Just like you. Trying to figure out, you know, why am I being such a jerk, you know? So um, as, I, as I'm walking down a series of stories that have always been in my head, like, you know those, those memories that you have? Three of them popped up. And, um, and, they just, and it was just like, like magic. And one of them was about a fight that I got in when I was in eighth grade. Another one was in a situation in the real estate business I got with a client got upset with me and some, for something I didn't know about. And, uh, and then the third one was my son. I call it the poop story where he was supposed to pick up the poop in the backyard and then he didn't do it until late in the afternoon and then I mouthed off to him. And, uh, you know, and then we got a little, uh, you know, we got an argument. And, um, and all three of those stories ended as a result of somebody asking a question. And wow. it me that curiosity is like this really powerful tool, you know? And these memories that I had, these old memories that I had, led me to that. And so I ran home, I got the car, I ran home, and you know, drove home and got home as quick as I could and uh, asked my wife, I'm curious, said to my wife, I'm curious, tell me what I did. And then she told me everything that I did, everything that I, how I approached her, um, my posture, the way I was speaking to her. And, and um, from that moment on, I thought there was something really powerful, this curiosity, like theory idea. So, but you have to be open to receiving that feedback when you are curious, you want to know what you did wrong. You have to be willing, you can't, you can't ask that question and then be defensive when you get the response, right? Absolutely. It kind of defeats the purpose. We are, we've got to know that we are going to be defensive, that we are going to, we may ask somebody a question about us, it's a personal question, and we are going to, we're, we're going to have a posture of defense, and people say that they're not, and when you really start talking to people, they'll tell you, yeah, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it's not that bad of news about me, or, you know, that kind of thing, but we are, we're, we're, we're always on, we're on the ready, and we're always ready to defend ourselves. That's just natural. That's how our brain works. Well, how do you do? You, what kind of tips do you have for you know not being defensive? <laughs> like, how, how do, do you have tips for being open to receive that kind of feedback that may Absolutely. may not be something you want to hear? Yeah. So I don't have tips to not be defensive. Uh, the curiosity theory is how to uh, how to. It's a methodology how to work through the defense that you have. Ah. Because we're going to be defensive. We're going to find ourselves in something we call the regressive cycle, which is when we're in that reptilian mode, that fight, flight, or freeze mode, when the only options are to, you know, like, you know, fight your way through it or just run away or just hide. Yeah. When those are our only options, then we, you know, we're not really open to, like, love and connection, and we're not really connected with our clients, our family, our friends, all that. So uh, we're going to, and we're going to constantly go into that fight or flight mode. That's just the way we're put together. Our amygdala, our brain is, 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 is built to find problems, to seek fear, to find out, you know, when we're, we're dangerous. So to, to think that we're not going to, to, to be in that mode or we're not going to get upset or argue, 
it's it's just an unreasonable belief. It's just it's, it's, it's not reasonable to believe that. What I've been doing a lot of work uh, with leadership, emotional intelligence lately, and I always like in that process, I've gone back to the course that I went to with you several different times with several different things I've learned because one of my the biggest weaknesses that I have is well it's the fight or flight and in my the level <laughs> the level of my fight is intense and dealing with conflict has not been one of my strongest suits and now having the tools to look at it as okay this is feedback and it either registers or it doesn't and if it if it does then okay I get to work on this and and I can, in that moment, make amends for it very authentically to be able to diffuse a situation where normally I would have this fear where I would just go, you know what, I'm going to napalm this bridge and just blow it up. <laughs> like, it's easier for me to napalm than it is for me to sit in the uncomfortable, like, you know, sitting in my own shit, basically. <laughs> so, but it's been powerful. It's been really, really cool. So where the so what's next with the curiosity theory? I mean, obviously you're you're promoting the book. How are you doing more seminars? Do you have more of those coming up? Yeah, I have one April fourth. I have one up in Rancho Bernardo. Um, it's oh. what I call an open enrollment. So the idea of the curiosity theory is to go into organizations, into companies, and work with the leadership to help help you know help the leadership and help companies be more functional. My belief is that is that we all we all want to be to move forward. We all, we all want to be aligned. We all want to work together. But it's, right. it's our emotions. It's our it's our biology. It's those things you said. It's going in that fight, flight, or freeze that throws us off. Yeah, absolutely. I want to give a shout out really quick to everyone listening on iHeartRadio and iTunes. Everyone listening on Spreaker and Spotify. Welcome to the show. Facebook. Welcome, uh, Kim, Susie, Cinnamon. Good to see you, Ashley, Mary, Robert, uh, C. Good to see you guys. Good morning, Nick Harris. Wow, a lovely, beautiful crowd today. Uh, if you guys have questions for Martine, feel free to ask them. Um, face, so Avril says, fear, face everything and rise. Wow, well said. Smart lady right there. Very smart woman. Um, so I want to ask you, so you, you've been in real estate for 30 years in, in Cal, all California, right? No, all San Diego. All San Diego. So, God, you've seen a lot of change. I've seen a lot of change. What would just I've give seen it? A lot of people come and go. You know, uh, I've seen a lot of a lot of transactions, a lot of business that was lost because people just didn't communicate powerfully, including myself. Really, mostly myself. Yeah. Well, no, I know that feeling too. I, I, I'm just reflecting back on some of the relationships. Not to use the word napalm again, but I napalmed. Because that's that is, I mean, it was awful. Like it's scorched earth or nothing. But I'm fortunate now that I my attitude's a little bit different. But I got to tell you, it it's really forced me to grow up a little bit and just kind of like really learn to deal with stuff that normally I would run from. So I, I like yeah. that. But in the 30 years, like give us like I'm new here. I've only been here for seven months. Like what has been the biggest change in San Diego that you've noticed? And in, in whether it's the businesses here or just something that really sticks out to you. Like, give me something over the 30 years that you've watched and have been like, wow. And it could be good or bad. I think, I think what we're seeing right now is kind of like a pendulum effect. So what I've seen is that when I first got into the business, it was all about relationships. You know, we had a, we had a pager, we had a cell phone if you we were really, really rich and lucky. So we didn't have a really, most, very, very, very few people had cell phones. 
So you had a pager and you went to the payphone and you went to a phone and and everything that you did had to do with language, how you communicated, how you connected. Sure. And what shifted most is the social media, how people are managing complete transactions on their, you know, on their smartphones. Wow. And um, what we're seeing, I believe what we're seeing is a is a shift that's back in the other direction, where we're seeing how important connecting with people, conversations, managing, navigating, uh, working through problems, working through conflict, dealing with conflict, um, how powerful that is. And, and I believe we're going to be, I think that's what we're going to see for probably the next 20 years again. And then it's going to shift. It keeps, you know, we just have a pendulum that goes back and forth. I think right now the, the biggest shift is um, in connection, in connecting with people and being able to stay present in conversations. Do you, are, are, do you still do open houses? I do. Do you? I do. I, my mom has been in real estate, I mean, most of my adult life, or actually since, you know, I mean, it's been a while since I was in high school, I guess. And I, I just remember helping her put signs in and then people stealing her signs. And <laughs> like, what do you people do it when you, if you're a sign stealer, what do you do with the signs? Like, seriously, do you sell it for like, do you, you melt it and like buy meth with it? Like, I don't get it. Like, why do you steal signs? What is, what is the point? I don't get it. It's really, that's really interesting you say that because Yvette, my wife, was on, I think she was online, I think I saw her a minute ago, or watching. Hi, Yvette. Um, about those, uh, what is it, those, those bikes that you can just rent that are all over the city? Yeah, I love how them. Enraged, how enraged people are getting. And, and last night there was an article where, where, where somebody's actually going to snip the brakes on it. Like, that's how upset they are with that stuff. And, 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 and oftentimes with, with real estate signs, I have some friends I work with, they're called the Whistle Team, and they're out in Santee, and they were putting their signs on, and they put out, like, 50 signs. And they have an open house, they don't mess around. They make sure, like, there's no, like, like no, you, you know how to get to their, to their to their place, right? And there was this guy that would steal, steal their signs. He would take them and steal them. And it was pretty, like, you know, what's that all about? I, for me personally, I just think that's kind of like a, you're just throwing a fit, you know, you're just, you're just, you're just like throwing a fit. Like if I'm going to cut somebody's bike, you know, that's somebody's business, but I'm going to express myself by, you know, cutting their, cutting the brake lines or something. It's just, it, I don't know why people steal signs and I don't know why people, you know, cut, cut brake lines, but I think it's just, they just take things too deeply and too seriously, and they're just too pained by something else. It's probably the the people that own the parking lots. They have to be upset because I mean, think about it. Everyone's Ubering, and I love those scooters. I I, I wrecked. I was in Gaslamp the other day, and I was flying on one of the bird scooters, and I misjudged the curb, and I hit, and it goes boom, and my two six two two hundred fifty pounds just freaking. Woof, flew right in front of everybody. <laughs> There's like 15 people around me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm cool. I'm fine. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> How did you recover from that? Like, what emotionally happened to you in that moment? Like, after you hit the ground? Like, was it, was it embarrassment? Was it... It, it was kind of like, I'm such a douche. I'm too old to be doing this. So just screw it, whatever. I'm going to have fun. And it makes sense that I would wreck. This is, for the record, it's part of the reason why I don't drive. is because I'm, I'm not a good driver. And and I'm proving it even on a scooter. So, and I, I don't wreck like I used to. But I, 
I, I've wrecked quite a bit. It, it, it's really kind of it's really kind of pathetic, but whatever. Um, but I, I'm a fan of it because I, I like, you know, I like I live in Little Italy, and so I like the walking aspect and everyone commuting, and you know, I like cars not being on the road because I'm typically Facebook living, walking through the middle of the street. So the less cars that are on the road, the better my Facebook lives are, and I probably won't get hit by a car. So I, I'm all for it. <laughs> Oh my god! Hey, so I want to know. So, how did you get into the music industry? You're a record producer and a jazz musician. And once a jazz musician, always a jazz musician. You don't lose that soul, brother. But so, how did you get into the industry? Well, uh, how did I get into it? Um, probably the biggest reason I learned about conflict. Actually, I was just a band geek. I was just a band geek from a little kid, fifth grade. I started playing music, and I just never stopped. Wow. And just loved it. It was just always part of my, you know, expression and part of what I wanted to do. When I got in seventh grade, there was a band director. He was a former jazz musician, and he played with Doc Severinsen. He played with Chuck Mangione. He played with all the biggies back in the day. Wow! And he would share jazz, and I just fell in love with jazz because you could just express yourself. You just you could you know there was a there was a, a hook, mm-hmm. and then you were on your own. And I love that. You know, this is a song. Go play, and I just love that. I just love that way of expressing myself, and I and I do that in business. You know, I know the rules of, of business. I know the rules of mortgages. I know I'm in the loan. I'm a loan officer. I'm not a real estate agent. I'm a loan officer. So I, I understand the rules of the mortgage business. And then what I do is when I sit with somebody, I understand that. So I just I just play. I just communicate. I just see what I can do to serve people. And um, <clears throat> so when I got out of high school, I, I you know I played in jazz band ever since I was in eighth grade because I couldn't play in seventh grade, but in eighth grade. I started playing these little jazz bands and started playing in bands around town and just always played music. And just always look for, you know, like a guy with a basketball always looking for a court. I was the kind of guy always looking for a band to jam with. That's so cool. That's, I I have no music talent. Oop, feedback. I, I have no musical talent. Be live? Okay. Yeah, be live. Come on, man. I, I don't have musical talent, but I grew up with my father. My t- father toured with Ike and Tina Turner and Jerry Lee Lewis, and so I would grow up hearing stories about the to- you know touring and him getting banned from Seattle, like <laughs> stuff like that, because they incited a nude a nude riot at um, <laughs> at a club in in Seattle. Um, they were called the Juveniles, and um, so I grew up hearing these stories from my father. I'm like. But I didn't have the music talent, so how I grew up being obsessed with like talk radio and DJs and and uh, people like Oprah and Larry King, and it's because of I I knew that I didn't want to play an instrument, but the I was always fascinated with musicians and like talking to them and hearing their story and and how they got into music. So this is cool. I mean, I I, I love this about you, and it makes perfect sense just knowing you personally that this is something that's a part of you. I think it's great. Thanks, I appreciate it. Well, you know, I, I learned a lot about conflict. And people say, is the, is the real estate business hard? I say, come from the music business. You know, the real estate business is easy. The, the music business is is literally, you know, you suck. Right. You know, get on, you know like you guys suck, you know. Or it, 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 is, it is not straight up. You don't have time. There's huge, huge egos. I mean, you have people in the real estate business that, you know, have their face everywhere, picture, blah, 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 all that stuff. Music business is, is, is that on steroids and, and more. 
Wow. It's just it's these huge people with a lot of power just you know, landing their power. That was a, I was what they call a staff producer for a while. And my job was to take musicians that were never going to be uh, made a, a real big musician, but right. still work with them. So I was working with people that had no future. They were signed, they, they had license, they had their agreement signed for record contracts, and the record company were, was never going to do anything with them. And I would be the guy that wrote for music. Wow. Yeah. They're sitting in the studio thinking they're going to be the next biggest thing. It's, I, I play a band. Um, there's, well, there's two people that I play on the show quite a bit. I play Cheyenne Murphy from San Diego, who, incredible. She's like, she, she's Taylor Swift when Taylor Swift was writing her own music. I'm, I'm sure she still is. But when she was just a guitar and writing music, her, every bit as powerful of a voice. Uh, incredible and then there's another band called the Boulevards who is is incredibly gifted and they're not signed it 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 just it's such a strange industry because the best sometimes never get discovered or they never get the contract it it it, it seems like the most heartbreaking painful and you know to me it's so it's more personal than even acting and being an actress because music is just something that touches our lives, our souls, and when you play it, you're doing it because you love it. And then to have to be rejected and to not make it, it just it seems brutal. Like no wonder people do heroin in the industry. I I I don't even get it. I mean, like you know what I mean. Like so, I'm not endorsing heroin. I'm saying I can see why that there there's a lot of it. Just would be hard. The depression would be a lot to handle. And, and, and it, it is definitely uh, magnified in the music business, but it's in every it's in every business. It is sure. uh, it is in our relationships. It's it's in you know um, just a simple thing like trying to get my wife you know trying to make a suggestion to my wife when we're going to eat and the impact those things have. It's like you know we're, we're it's a Friday afternoon. We're both excited that we're going to spend time with each other. We're going to go eat a nice meal. We have drinks. We're going to probably go dancing or go listen to music or something. It's going to be a great night. And because of something as silly, as basic as, we both can't figure out what we want to eat in a three-minute phone conversation. <laughs> the rest of the night, maybe the whole weekend is shot. And that's life. That is that's life. That is why people don't make phone calls when they're to prospect. That's the reason why uh, people don't door knock, why people sit on, on social media versus you know, working, doing those things they want to do. It's all that stuff. It's, it's yeah. you know, and then, you know, compound it with our phones and what happens to our brains with our phones. It's just, it's more and more. And, and yeah, no wonder why, you know, people are depressed and why people are just having a tough time. It's just, and, and I feel so bad for the kids. You know, I have two teenage boys and, and, and they're great kids. There's so many other kids out there that I know are just having a tough time. Yeah, it's 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 a different world for sure. But I think, you know, I, I, I do have a lot of hope and optimism for the, the youth because I, I think that they're they get it in a lot of ways. There's things that they're obviously they, they are they're delinquent with, but I do think they get it. I like the even though I'm all for capitalism, I do like the people, the attitude of collaboration, working together you know, giving back. I, I love I love that attitude that comes from the millennials a lot because I, I'm very similar. Like, yeah, I'm all, again, all for capitalism. Make your, go make your money, but also leave a positive impact on the world. Give back. 
because there's a lot of people that just need a chance, you know, and I think about through my struggles and where I was at ready to end it. And if it wouldn't have been for someone giving me the smallest opportunity that ignited hope back in me, I don't know where I would be. So I really love people like yourself that are, you know, cause you are, you, you, you know, the way that you, the, the, the way that the ways that you give back and, the, and just the person that you are day in, day out is, is inspiring. And it's also very empowering to the people around you. And you have a great community of friends and, and associates. So and that's, yeah. that's, that's proof in the pudding. You know what I mean? That's huge. That's huge. Also who you surround yourself with, but the curiosity theory is, is, it's about investigating. It's about curiously investigating, like what's going on inside as it's going on. And then, and then at some point saying, I'm not going to judge, complain or blame. I'm not going to judge, complain or complain or blame because those, you know, being in judgment disconnects us from ourselves and from other people. Complaining also disconnects us and blaming does right. that. So it's about suspending those things and just being in, just, just being present and then, and then just moving forward. I love it. So Cinnamon says, if you're adding value to people's lives, you're sharing love. Dr. Garcia says there are great people who are willing to help if you're willing to ask. Um, it would be like contracting out that one decision. I don't know what that means. Um, March for our lives. Anyway, good comments today, guys. Anyway, um, so, man, I really appreciate you being on the show. I'm, I'm a big fan of yours. I love the work. I'm, I'm Again, if you guys, uh, please put the next, uh, do you have the event made for the Curiosity Theory? Okay, make sure you put it in the comments, please, because I got, guys, I cannot, Dr. Garcia, uh, he knows, which is Aaron Garcia on the screen here. If you are near Southern California, I, I'm telling you, it's worth going to. I, I have serious ADD. Like, I can't sit still for anything. And I was just amazed. Like, I was plugged in the whole time. I learned so much. So I highly recommend this course. You guys should check it out. And also, buy his book. It, it, buy the book. It's amazing. So, Martine, for coming on the show today, I'm going to give you a giraffe. I'll take a giraffe. Yeah. You cannot give it away and you cannot sell it. What are you going to do with it? You're going to give me a giraffe? I'm going to give you a giraffe. You cannot sell it and you cannot give it away. I told them, but don't let you say about that. Like, what would I do if I had a giraffe? Like, it was a giraffe in my backyard. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? I think I would use it to attract people. I think I would use it to attract people so that I can have conversations with people. I think that's what I would do with a giraffe if I had a giraffe. Okay. Because well. like you said, what you said is, I think one of the comments said is that, is that people want to help people. And, and that truly is, is, is where, I'm, where I am. Like, I really, I really enjoy helping people. That's, kind of, that's, the, that's the fuel of my spirit is to help people when people need something. I just, I'm one of those, I just want to give that to people. And, and I don't know, maybe it's weird, but it's just, it's just, I'm, I'm put together that way. I'm not, I'm not like looking for stuff to take from people. I'm looking for things that people need and how I can put something, I can meet that need. I, I, and I think that's where the curiosity thing comes in is, is, is I'm just like always looking like what, you know, what is it you need? What can I do to help you? So I guess if I had a giraffe, I would use the giraffe to help. I, I, would, I would use the giraffe to help attract people so that I can have 
conversations. Yeah, and you and it, and again, I want to back this up by saying, like you you are the real deal. I mean, I've been to your I've been blessed to come to your home and get to hang out and get to be around, you know, just other amazing people and. You gen, you are genuinely curious about other people's lives and 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 how you can help, and I and I love that about you, and I'm blessed to call you a friend, Martine. So thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Take care. Martine Lopez, everybody. So hopefully he'll put the um, the event in the comments because I cannot recommend it enough. I listen. You guys should know by now that if you've been listening to the show, I only talk about what I believe in, like my faith. Um, I, I don't blow smoke up anyone's butts. If I talk about a product, I talk about how I really feel about it. I talk about events and services. I say the truth. And I cannot recommend Martine Lopez enough. I cannot. Um, also, guys, I want to do something really quick. If you have a business... Please put it in the comments. Tag somebody that you think would benefit from that interview. Share it if you would like. But also, it's really important to me that you guys network with each other. And thank you, Martin. There you go. He did it. Perfect. So you guys put, thank you for the standing ovation, Kim. You guys, please put your comments. Like, I want you to network with each other because there's a lot of really amazing uh, people here that can help. Um, just terrific. Like Avril, highly recommend. Kim's an amazing human. Mary Sterling, great coach. Veronica and Dr. Garcia, amazing healers. They do amazing work. Hey, by the way, Veronica, are your hands sweating? Uh, Rebecca. And by the way, Rebecca, I need to have on the show because she has an amazing foundation that helps type 1 diabetes. Um, she's also a fabulous esthetician. And who else is here? Hello, Bonnie. Good to see you. Robert, another solid dude. Man, this is a lot of really good people. Ashley, amazing artist. Terrific. You guys put your stuff here. I want, I want you guys to network. Nick Harris doing big, big things. Oh, that reminds me. Um, Melody Garcia. There you go, Kim. That's what's up. Hands are starting to sweat. <laughs> I have that effect on people. Um, there you go. Mod Squad. There you go. Look at this. You guys are playing along. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, you guys look. Network with each other. Hello, Penny. Good to see you. Tell the pizza guy. I said, what's up? Um, Christian Hope and Life Coach. There you go, Mary. Excellent. Um, yeah, you guys network and collaborate with each other because that's really how we get things done in this world. It's not anyone trying to rise above the pack. It's about bringing people along with you and working together and networking. And there's just some amazing, um, amazing, amazing people that are a part of the show. And I'm grateful for all of you. So everyone listening right now on iHeartRadio, on Spreaker, on Anchor, on iTunes. Um, God bless you guys. Everybody watching on Facebook and YouTube. Thank you guys very much. Um, also, we're now on Spotify too. How cool is that? Amazing. So, all right, guys. God bless you. Have an amazing day. And again, everybody is welcome to share your businesses here. You're a wellness coach also. Put your website there. That would be great. Um, you guys, like, continue to network. Continue to plug your businesses. Network. Talk to each other. Be friends. There are a lot of really amazing quality people here um, that I just adore because I'm blessed to know you. So thank you for watching the show. Thank you for listening. 
And uh, we'll talk to you soon. We have two more shows today. Afternoon shows. And they're going to be fantastic. So take it easy. God bless. See you soon.